everybody. Welcome back to Urban State of Mind. Ooh. That was the best I got. You know, <laughs> my singing voice is terrible. Terrible. I know. Oh, All right, so we're happy to um, be back again. Yes. This week we have some uh, cool and exciting uh, topic. Well, Ooh. our topic is the consequences of social media. We'll come up with a cuter name than that. But we're just going to talk about the effects, really, of social Ooh. media on education. Hot topic now. It's a game changer. So before we jump into things, how have you been? I've been good. Teaching summer school. Oh, summer school is different. Not teaching though, right? No, not uh, teaching. I'm actually um, me and one of my coworkers. We are the coordinators for it. We had fun a couple weeks ago. I meant to tell you this. We did um, like a painting with the twist. Okay. Oh, but all the did, students too. Yes. So what we did is we broke them up in grade levels, and they did trap and paint. So we did music, and you they were dancing. Trap music. Yep. Well, you know, edited clean version. Very, very, I need very a clean. Playlist of clean trap music. It was, you know what? I'm can having, we post that? I'm going to see if I can post that, if we can post that up. I'm we'll post to it on to the USM DJ. Facebook and um, <laughs> Instagram pages. Oh, the kids so, loved like, it, though. Yeah, I think that would be a cool... I should show... You know what? I might post some videos of what we did. They really... The kids were all feeling their artistic vibes. Yeah, painting with, it, with a twist is just really fun because mm-hmm. there's no real, like... You don't feel that pressure of having a perfect art piece, and so... You can just like really chill out and make something. And our art teacher really gave them a good setup. Like, you know, I've been doing this for years. Yours might not look exactly like yeah. mine. It's supposed to be about your personal expression. And the kids felt good. And they were like, okay. And they just did their own little thing. And the cutest thing was one of my coworkers, Mr. Murphy, his son. He's about three. Mm-hmm. He was just doing his own little thing. He was really he was into so it. He was so into it. So cute. I love that. That's so cute. Yes. Yeah, send us some um, photos of that to pictures. post for everyone. And I want that list of clean trap songs. All right, DJ Huck, you better find that playlist. Maybe we can make a Spotify <laughs> list. Not Spotify, but like a SoundCloud list. We could try to, yeah, we could try to figure that out. Okay. We're going to do that music. for y'all. For all our teacher friends out there. Um, so today we're talking about just social media and when I think about it sometimes I'm like like I enjoy social media as a person in my personal life but it can be so just it can be a real hindrance right it can be a hindrance it could be stressful (laughs) it can be a lot yeah it's like a whole fifth sphere (laughs) of this world that's like that you have to consider quite often um so when you and I were in school ourselves like social media just wasn't even a thing Mm -mm. like Facebook came out when we were in college yeah almost actually graduating yeah we were near the end of college like Mm -hmm. it wasn't there for our entire college we had black planet I know and it was just like nothing compared to what (laughs) it wasn't a a whole world because cell phones didn't weren't as yeah cell phones weren't everywhere so you had to log on to somebody's desktop right (laughs) and have some time to browse but it wasn't like it is now where everyone has a phone and everyone has these apps and little kids have phones so facebook came out 
uh, when we were in college and some people may not realize or know this, but when Facebook first came out, you had to have an mm-hmm. email address that had .edu at the end. That was a college email address to even have a Facebook account. So when I graduated, let's say I graduated with my bachelor's degree in 06, Mm -hmm. that was like the year that they changed it where anyone could have a Facebook Mm -hmm. account. And I still wasn't that heavy on Facebook because that transition happened and I didn't really realize it. I was in the classroom when some high schoolers commented on my Facebook page and I was like, what? And so I immediately just deleted my account. It was nothing. It just wasn't this thing. It didn't matter. Like, okay. And the crazy thing is my tagline, I'm, I don't even want to tell y'all, but I'm going to tell y'all. I remember you said this. What is the tagline again? My tagline on my Facebook page, because you can have like a little tagline I guess said LA face with an Oakland booty (laughs) and if you know me you know that I don't know I don't have an Oakland booty maybe I do have an LA face but that was my tagline like I was young and just like whatever and so when I walked in the class the students were like LA face with an Oakland booty and I was like what but they were looking reading down my comments and I had like friends who were posting Mm -hmm to my Facebook wall, like where to party at and about clubbing and partying and stuff like that. And like, it was just so mind blowing Mm -hmm. that these kids, they were strangers to, I mean, I was like my first year teaching, were able to access this much information about me. And that's how like clueless I was to how social media could affect like our teacher student relationship and would come to affect our world. And I just probably didn't have any foresight for it to be the way it is now. I had to change all my privacy settings. I had never, I didn't even know the privacy setting really. Yeah. Then I had to go to the point where I was looking on uh, from other people's pages. What can they see? (laughs) Because you know, when you are a part of social media or like Facebook, I had so many, college pictures it wasn't anything crazy but as a teacher you're like I don't want them to misconstrue anything and I'm like I don't want them to oh what's that in her cup what is that I'm like oh my god I immediately everything was privacy mode my current Facebook yeah it's it's fine for it to be open because but it's like at a point now where we know when our things are open or closed Mm -hmm. you know you know your level of privacy right. settings that you have on there, you're able to be conscious of what you're putting out exactly. there for the world, for your students, for your future employers and right. future students and all that. But at the time, like, and that wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. 12 oh my goodness, ago, that was 12 years ago. It was like just something that was like mind blowing. And so to be where we are now, um, I would just say, like, we've been around to see a huge evolution. I was about to say, I never thought Facebook would blow up like this. Yeah, we, I mean, it's evolved mm-hmm. so much where now it's like such a, it's just ingrained mm-hmm. and it's weaved into our society uh, that social media, not only Facebook, now we have, I would say, Instagram and Snapchat for yeah. young people. Twitter is still a big thing too. I mean, hell, the president of the United States has an active Twitter (laughs) account. And I think 12 years ago, thinking that the president of the United States would be on Twitter would be like, what? No, like, and now it's just commonplace 
for all of these, you know, not even just the president, but, you know, prominent companies to have this presence where that's where they put out statements. I mean, do you see Wendy's Twitter account? I heard it was really funny. Whoa, she be fooling. <laughs> Wendy? What, Wendy? What does Wendy say? I'm going to need you to go on Wendy's because... I'm not even on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter either, but my fiance said something about it before. And I guess Chick-fil-A has said something to the extent of my bird or my chicken sandwich is great. Mm-hmm. And Wendy said something to the extent, but we're open on Sundays. Oh, so the, like, it's like... That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like Wendy's comes for everybody, but... Who would think I would be looking at a fast food restaurant's social media account? That's mm-hmm. the kind of world we're living in right now. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's just a huge change. And I think for parents and educators, parents, guardians, educators, uh, it's important to kind of think about the effects of social media. Yeah. Um, these days, parents feel that, quite often feel justified that their young children need cell phones. And that's not for me to say that Mm -hmm. they do or don't depending on certain, you know, scenarios, it could very well be um, necessary for your elementary or middle school student to have a cell phone. And that's a whole different, yeah, like that's a different (laughs) podcast and episode, whether the, you know, children as young really need cell phones or access to cell phones or not. I don't really want to get into that that much. I know schools have evolved a lot in having cell phone policies right. and pol- and different allowances for kids right. to even use cell phones. I think most schools have stopped fighting the battle to, like, think that cell phones are going to ever not exist if they recognize that they're going to be here and most of them have policies on when they can be out when they can be used right when they can you know disturb the classroom with alerts and things but mm-hmm. i don't think many schools are not even really trying to completely wipe them away because they recognize that's a losing battle it is a losing battle i'll never forget <laughs> when i taught probably oh really showing my age now probably about 10 years ago it was a boy we were taking a test and his phone went off and it was singing big booty judy and it kind of repeated it big booty judy, judy. big booty judy. and i was like <laughs> oh my god what is going on um but i guess i'm that teacher that doesn't freak out yeah i don't freak phone. out about things like that either. and you know as an english teacher it's like i can use this but it's all about how you your expectations and how you present it and they know they can't use social media in a class. Right. But because that's the thing is, I don't think I think a lot of not all, but I think a lot of teachers and schools have began to accept cell yeah. phones. But we know that there still has to be limits. Like it I've had to. kids who think they could answer a call during a class mm-hmm. or make a call. And so you have to have some guidelines and things. But, you know, to know that they have it on them is like, it's not a problem. Yeah, I'm not that teacher. Like, oh, you have it on. You give it to me now. I'm confiscating. Yeah. That's not it's not that serious. And I've worked in buildings. There was a time where I worked in buildings where it's like, if you see it, you must take it. Um, but I think we're, we're, we're like, <laughs> I, I think we have, you know, passed that we stage. Have, hopefully. But social media, regardless if it's happening or if it's out um, during the school, can be you know it can be a real um detriment to some of the learning that's happening it could be a real detriment to the culture and climate of your classroom or the entire school building Mm -hmm. sometimes because like I said it's this this other world that students 
I mean, that staff and parents may not be connected into. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not connected to that world, it could be all kinds of things brewing Mm -hmm. that, you know, in the past it was like teachers would hear students whispering or see students passing notes or see things written on the bathroom wall when all that stuff is written in cyberspace. Craziness. And it, it, oh man, the effects of it. I just sit back and think how we do live in a different world. And I feel so old when I say I'm so happy that I was not born in the age of social media. I also say this. And that kind of, that kind of leads into my first point is that I also am glad that I'm wasn't in school when Mm. social media existed because my first point is that students are more connected than they ever were before. Oh, my before. goodness, to everything. They're 100% connected, and there may be a kid or a group of kids that are a grade above you that you weren't connected to, but now you can so easily find your classmates, and mm-hmm. you can see so much, and you can see too far into people's lives yeah christmas morning you wake up and maybe you get two things and you see johnny in the fifth grade got everything Mm -hmm. it's just these little things where kids are way too connected it causes a lot of pressure and comparison that i don't think we had to necessarily deal with Mm -hmm. um and then the other thing is you don't get a break from it you leave school at 3 15 and get home at 4 p.m and you are still connected and seeing these kids. You may mm-hmm. have that two-week holiday break-off. And maybe staff and parents are disconnected and enjoying their downtime. But quite often, young people are still really highly connected yes. to um, to their peers. And so I think it's a level of connection that is oftentimes too much for young mm-hmm. people. Whereas myself, if I've had a day where I'm way too connected, I can recognize that. I have the the wisdom to mm-hmm. say, you know what? I need to put my phone down right. and not respond to anything until right. the morning. I need right. to um, unplug and detach. Like young people, a lot of young people don't have the wherewithal to know no. what that means. Mm-mm. And so if they don't have someone at home monitoring their cell phone screen time, I think it can just be really detrimental to be that connected to your peers, young people, celebrities, 24 hours a day right and then you're playing that comparison game which is hard for adults to handle Mm -hmm. let alone kids who are growing up and just going through all these changes themselves to sit there and have to compare yourself to somebody who you think is very close to you like an age or you know whatever and you're like why don't I have that or even the celebrities if you're following your favorite celebrities page Today it was posted, uh, a news article came out, Serena Williams' husband flies her to Italy because she wanted Italian food. And I'm like, duh, she's rich. Exactly. Did you think she was going to Olive Garden? (laughs) Because she's not doing that. No, when I want Italian food, I'm going to go to the local Italian restaurant. It's not going to be Olive Garden because I'm too bougie for that. But... There are people who are going to get Olive Garden and then there are going to be people who are going to get a jar of Alfredo sauce because maybe you're a kid. But I think it has people too connected Mm -hmm. and misconstruing. You're not Serena and her husband. So that's something that as an adult, I can look at and be like, duh, why is this newsworthy? But as a kid, you can't really come up with that connection you see rappers with money and and you i just think it's too much to be that connected for kids um and i think quite often 
things are brewing in these mm-hmm. kids' worlds mm-hmm. because they're happening on social media. Uh, even something like what I noticed when I was teach my last couple years in the middle school when I was teaching is we would come back after the holiday break and there would be more fights mm-hmm. and arguments and strife within the school building because now the kids have been cyberbullying and mm-hmm. talking crap online for so many weeks that um, for however long we were gone for this break that we get back, they see each other and it's like, let's go. And the kids don't all stay in the same neighborhood like they used to. So back in the day, it was more like neighborhood school. So when you get in this school building, that may be your only opportunity to confront Nene for putting a side eye underneath your post. Or liking your booze picture. Yes. And just don't be all, liking the, my booze picture. all the sub texts and subtweets and that go into <laughs> put capital letters under yeah, my caption. these posts i just think it's you know way too much connection um that is is happening and that's that's a huge thing for staff and um parents to look out for is to like you need to have a password to your kids social media account if they're yes. under a certain age i think I um, to monitor it see what they're posting see who they follow just follow their account period i um, had a parent who did that and she said i'm gonna continue to do that because you are my child and your well-being means more to me than mm-hmm. you caring if i'm on your page or not yeah. and educators who are Dealing with, you know, kids who may have conflicts with others may not consider that, but you want to bring in that. And sometimes just like you tell two students, don't speak to each other for the rest of class. You may say you are not allowed like you need to unfollow this person so that you all can have a break from one another, because clearly, you know, you all aren't seeing eye to eye and you may not even have, you know, any real reasons to have beef with one another. But unfollow that person because there is no reason for you all to be keeping this mess up online. Sometimes you have to give kids those hardcore uh, tools that they may not have because they are just young. Yeah, because it went from us just saying so-and-so said this about you mm-hmm. in a hallway to, oh, girl, did you see what she posted about mm-hmm. you on the snap? Girl, she said something about you. So now the kids, they have this. And even going back to what you said about the break, I see it so often, too, with summer vacation because we've had such a long break. Yeah. And some of them, their only means of communication has been social media. So it's been brewing for months. Yes. Oh, I'm just about to do this. And it's crazy because I think that's why we see so many fights at different locations, not necessarily just at a school, but at games and things of that nature malls it's everywhere because they're just saying okay let's meet up here it's just it's created this this whole different world it is he (laughs) say she say is not just verbal anymore it's like you know these posts and things so I think you know those are my main tips for educators and parents are just to kind of consider what that looks like for, you know, these students who may be struggling and, and give them those hardcore tips of what you would do um, around social media as an adult. Because I don't think we I mean, there is no space to really educate kids. And so right. if we are as adults aren't saying like you need a break, you need to unfollow, mm-hmm. you need to not be on social media for the mm-hmm. rest of the day because you're already mad at, mm-hmm. you know, the, this group of girls that, you know, made you mad then 
they they need those hardcore skills that they don't have because they're just young. Uh-huh. Um, the second effect is bullying, okay. and I know a lot of people who may be our age or older feel like, oh, bullying is something that didn't exist back in my day, and mm-hmm. kids need to toughen up. And, and people have mixed feelings about bullying, uh-huh. um, but bullying honestly has taken on this space. It's taken uh-huh. over. They call they have a whole the buzzword is cyberbullying, uh-huh. but cyberbullying exists, and sometimes it's just kept up on and on and on mm-hmm. um and it has heightened the bullying experience i think like bullying is something that is not a brand new concept the it's word not. has been around forever but it's really heightened it because kids are able to hide behind social media accounts mm-hmm. they create false accounts yes um they they take pictures of students take a screenshot yeah put it on their account yeah so it they so they're able to like manipulate edit photos Mm -hmm. edit video and and they basically what i consider trolling each other Mm -hmm. where their whole purpose in life is to make someone else's life miserable through this online presence and we have all seen it in um the media where kids have gone as far as taking their lives Mm -hmm. because of cyberbullying. yeah i actually had that happen to one of my students um but you would never have known it wasn't from the, it was just from bullying period. And I think um, we often assume that kids just need to toughen up, you know, but like you said, bullying has been going on for generations. This is not a new concept, but the avenues that kids can now go to to actually bully someone. Like you said, we know how to disconnect. Could you imagine being bullying as bullied at school? Get home. Look at your social media. They're bullying you on social media. Mm -hmm. Then you go home. I mean, you go back to school and a cycle continues. It's like they don't have a way to escape it. And I've seen this happen and turn out really bad. I've had, you know, people, you know, I've had someone commit suicide, but I've also had students who were strong enough to come and confide in someone, which is powerful. It's like, look, Miss McCord, this happened. I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And they come and they tell you. And when someone shows you something on social media and they tell you that this is happening, you need to start paying attention because they can, like she said, you. I had a one girl, one group, they made a whole separate account. That's what I was going to say. Is that it, sometimes everybody. it comes down. It's not like your traditional bullying mm-hmm. where you parent can march into school and say like let's have a sit down or I'm a, you don't know who quite often you don't know who it is because guess right. what you can create any page you want and you can call yourself whatever you want mm-hmm. and you can really troll somebody right. and really follow them and so at that point it's up to that individual to unfollow log off mm-hmm. or choose to disengage and um there is not really a real space. Some schools have a cyber bullying as, you know, programs mm-hmm. and workshops and things like that. And, but it's not required. No, so many schools may not have that. And so many, many young people don't ever get that skill set of what to do in these instances. And I think that's a huge negative effect of social media yeah. is that it has like bullying is something that I would say traditionally we always say like that person is a coward. You know, mm-hmm. they're bullying you because they have their own um, insecurities. Well, the, the insecure bully has a, a way of saying whatever they want and mm-hmm. not, you know, showing yeah. their face 
through social media. Yeah. And so that's something that uh, if you're not in a school system, you may not think about. And it's it can be it's just had a huge effect on how we deal with the social emotional right. learning and social emotional um, health of our young people mm-hmm. and schools have had to really we talked about how quickly social media has evolved but the school community has also had to evolve really quickly in figuring out how to respond yeah and you know it's been really unfortunate yeah we we losing so many kids to this that's just how it's just crazy and then thirdly i would say um social media posting is just a distraction during the school day and during instruction um i have seen way too many situations of there's a substitute teacher in the classroom (laughs) and now that entire thing has been posted because you know it doesn't take much to get a video Mm -hmm. camera out um, yeah. And so it can just be a huge distraction to kids if they don't have proper supervision, mm-hmm. which can it can happen. It can happen in the lunchroom. It can happen because the teacher has their back turned, stepped right. out. There's a sub that day. And when, you know, during that time frame where kids should be learning, where young people should be learning. Now they're posting. Now they're taping. Um, and it's a it's something that teacher education programs have had to quickly figure out how to teach older people, you know, and when I say older people, I'm not talking about, you know, elderly people. I'm talking about people our age or higher, you know, or older who may not have ever used certain platforms that this is the platform that this kid is taping you on and how to address it. How do you address it? If the kid already videotaped you, um doing something and you know you don't want it out there how does the school address it right um and why the why is really important i think in in addressing it to young people because when young people just when you just say don't get on social media they don't understand why it shouldn't be done in class mm-hmm. and that whole piece has to really be explained really well because also they don't know what it's like to not have social media. They don't. Most of these kids were born and social media was already here. Whereas with us, we know the difference between having social media and not having it. That's why I think mm-hmm. in some aspects it's easier for us to disconnect because we've been without it. It's not that big yes. of a deal. Yes. But for a kid, that's all they know. We're in a technology driven society now and world. So I think it's very important that we everybody gets some knowledge on it so that we have better discussions. I do. Um, some, so some of the things I think are important, um, and this can be done by parents or educators, are to really take your kid through the, the consequences that social media can have. A lot of young people think that social media is this space of, like, freedom and play, but we've seen several, several, several situations in the media where – People have lost their jobs, Mm -hmm. lost scholarships, lost opportunity based on this presence that they have on their social media. So I think one thing that people can do is to highlight that when those things arise, it's really important to talk to young people about how they could post something and there could be legal ramifications to it. Legal or just, you know, professional growth ramifications to it. You know, you cannot say, you cannot falsely say, yell out fire in a 
a crowded movie theater. That's something that we tell kids, right? right. Um, and so in the same way, we need to educate kids on like legal professional growth opportunities or ramifications of what they post in their presence online. Um, And that goes along with taping and posting people who you don't have permission to tape and post. So I think those are things that just are important for schools and parents Mm -hmm. to, to discuss with their kids. In addition, you never know who could be taping you. So like conduct yourself in a manner that, you know, you would, not mind being taped in <laughs> that's the hard part because you never know you nowadays you never know <laughs> um I, I think that schools can find ways to really incorporate it you know there are a lot of fun projects that yeah. you can find on um online that will allow kids to incorporate a fun usage of this mm-hmm. type of social media platform but you know it could be really detrimental to kids so We'll post some of the example articles that I think kids should be aware of Mm -hmm. on our um, USM Facebook and Instagram page. Just some examples of situations where young people have gotten really jacked up (laughs) (laughs) because of their usage of social media. And then, you know, for parents and and educators just to make that a part of the conversation when you're explaining your reasoning behind you know, mm-hmm. these things. Um, so those are my last thoughts on, you know, the consequences of social media on education. You have any other thoughts on it? I'm going to talk about some in our next segment. All right. Our next segment, uh, USM University. Class is now in session. So right. parents, I'm about to talk to you guys really quickly because I think that sometimes you guys need to know, like Karina said, what are some things I can do? to help deal with this social media process. So a couple things, I read a few articles, and one thing that a lot of them said was educate yourself about social media. Learn about these different social medias. What do they do? The platform. The whole platform. Like, what do the post? How long do the post last? I had to now. I had to learn about Snapchat. I didn't know. It's confusing. It's confusing. It's <laughs> a lot. You can screenshot a lot of these things. You should really just learn a lot about these different um, platforms. Number two. Even though they might not, and when I say they, social media may not have age limit parameters, mm-hmm. you might want to establish your own age limit parameters. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I have students who are on social media. They always find me somehow, but they can never get to my page because it's blocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they know that once they get to eighth grade and they graduate, I can you will now be my friend on Facebook oh, with parameters because yes. you have graduated and you are no longer my student. Right. Um, and like Karina said, I'm still mindful of the things I post now because I'm older. So it's a little different. You don't get on Instagram until you have graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we just move on. No one is on Snapchat. No, we don't do that. But <laughs> establish age limits. Number three, like Karina had discussed, talk about the consequences of social media yes there can be some great advantages to being on social media however there are a lot of consequences to social media so please talk about the dangers of social media as well as consequences I had one student she ran up to me immediately and said Miss McCord this old man just tried to like me on Instagram Mm -hmm. or try to be my friend I love that she came straight to me to talk to me about it but at least she knew 
let me not talk to this person. Some kids might think, oh, he's older. Let me talk to them. Just like I had some young men who said, oh, I have a girlfriend in Switzerland. I had to tell him that might not be a young cat. That might not be a young lady. Have you seen catfish lately? <laughs> so pay and um, one exercise we have, um, we have a pretty robust career and technical education program. Okay. And so we have a business teacher who talks to our kids about soft skills and, and things like that. And so she goes into social media and I loved this exercise where she <laughs> took her class roster and just looked them all up on Facebook and maybe Instagram. I can't remember if she did both. But she was able to, the next class, they didn't realize it, but she, when she came in, she's like, JoJo, I've seen your account and you posted X, Y, and Z. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, Karen, I saw That's your cool. account. And so really what it did is open their eyes to how yeah. open and accessible. And it's like, this is my teacher. This mm-hmm. was not one of their, like, who you know right. homie teachers this was one of the teachers that was like you know somebody older than them that you know they didn't necessarily want her to see everything but then the lesson came out of like if you have an online presence that is not that the whole world shouldn't see then your pro your profile shouldn't be this open exactly where anyone can see you posting x y and z and a lot of it came down to them using like a lot of inappropriate language for high school students and so it's like you're uh, profile maybe shouldn't be open. So those are the types of things that I think um, not only educators, but parents can easily do mm-hmm. uh, with young people is to like log on and see it and then talk to them like, oh, so you wanted to say fuck you today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the crazy part because a lot of them assume because we have a lot of social media celebrities that oh if I have more followers that's you know that's even bigger no no sweetie you don't need it's about quality not all quantity. these followers that's ridiculous just calm it down love calm it down um when it comes to your home computer keep it in a visible area mm-hmm. that everybody can see um number five set some guidelines and some rules like Karina said maybe you have a time where all social media is screen done for the night is, yeah we're done with screen time for the night let's sit down have a conversation I've heard of families who you know they don't sleep in the bedroom with their phone nope. and it's it, it's really cool if everyone does it in the house like mm-hmm. at seven o'clock we shut our phones down put them away because you don't actually and it helps your kid understand that you don't need right this by you you don't need the phone you don't need the phone for nope. any thing really especially if you have a house phone um but you know those cell phones can be shut down if you don't want to do it yourself at least uh that's a method for getting the kid to shut down is like 6 p.m turn your phone in and i'll right. give it to you tomorrow at whatever time but that helps you know get them out of that mode of having a phone constantly by them and, mm-hmm. and helping them learn to disconnect yeah they're appreciated in the future trust me uh the next one check privacy settings regularly so we have a lot of kids who have cell phones check their privacy settings on it because they might get on the cell phone and get on social media they might get on the computer and get on social media start checking their privacy settings how you know what are what's their privacy settings for Facebook what are their privacy settings for Instagram who can follow them on Snapchat just start looking at those things and really paying attention to it and don't just look at it one time check it periodically like this is your child so you want to make sure that you're constantly seeing who can see their stuff Mm -hmm. like check that out um this I had to talk to my cousins about so I hope you're listening the GPS location enabled stuff okay so you know on Snapchat they can actually 
pinpoint exactly where you are. It's like mm-hmm. a map. Okay. For a kid, you might not need the world doesn't need to know exactly where you're at at Your all location. times. That's not a safe situation. We have way too many instances where kids are snatched, kidnapped. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They're put in a yes. really bad situation because their location is accessible to everybody. Everybody doesn't need to know your location. So parents, please keep that in mind when they have those um, GPS and locations enabled. And the last thing I'm going to say is to monitor their posts. Please pay attention to some of the things that your, your children are posting, whether it's them sharing someone else's information, mm-hmm. a post that they put. You can learn a lot of things from some of the stuff that they're posting on social media. I get on some of my old students who are now grownups about some of the it's, stuff they're posting I mean, on social them media. Think about their social media <laughs> presence is some a whole conversation right. like Every emotion that you feel does not need to be on social no. media. <laughs> Everything that you do does not need to be on social media. Like just having a conversation about how you can have fun with it right. and, and what you're trying to convey from this, um, from your social media presence, like have that conversation with kids. Some people like to post everything they eat. That's their thing. <laughs> cool being. Right. <laughs> but there are, there's limits to everything. Be, and it's just important to have those conversations. I'm not saying it's anything wrong because some kids are maybe foodies or right. maybe you want to post all your sneakers or you want to, I really like Insta stories. So I go out of town and I'm like, oh, I'm making a whole story today. She That's my like little thing. I, thing. I love to make like I've a never full <laughs> story from start to finish. That's my thing. But I'm also don't post everything that That's I do true. and I have guidelines and you're not going to know when I'm in a good mood and bad mood right. and when me and my husband have an argument and when my mama getting up, you're not going to know all that from my social media presence because my social media presence and my real life have two different spaces and I just think that it's important for young people who don't have this wisdom Mm -hmm. to be able to have educators and parents guide them through what this looks like as they navigate this space and I think you got you know we've talked about a lot and I think that this should be helpful I hope it's been helpful for you guys um but like I said social media can be a dangerous thing but it also can be beneficial I use it to keep up with a lot of my old kids um I learned a lot about them who graduated from where and who did what um but I think a lot of educators are beginning to incorporate it because I was just looking up this um workshop it's called tweeting teaching learning and leading Mm -hmm. tweeter and teacher education um and so it's it's become something that um like as like I said, it's an evolution, and right. so a lot of times the educational world is really slow in catching up. We are. We have <laughs> a lack of resources quite often that don't even allow us to be, you know, you know, trendy. But right. I think that educators and schools and pedagogy is beginning to evolve, evolve where you'll see more and more abilities for students to use. Uh, this this tool that they really truly enjoy Mm -hmm. in their learning experiences Um, and so it's not something that I'm saying needs to be like shut down it's just it's something that needs to be used mindfully because it does and can have a lot of negative effects on a young person's educational experience just make it a teachable moment yes and now class is dismissed thank you I'm done you're welcome (laughs) All right, so um, that wraps up this episode. If you want to ask 
um, certain questions, if you want to, you know, offer insight for our USM University, where can they email us? They can email us at urbanmindquestions at gmail.com. All right. And we hope that you will follow our Facebook page. We will be posting um, some of the tips that we shared we're going to post some of the videos that we mentioned at the beginning of this show. Um, if you just Google search Facebook Urban State of Mind, you'll find our Facebook page. And we also we're on Instagram. And we are at, at Urban State of underscore mind on Instagram. So urban State of underscore mind. mind. So follow us on both platforms and you'll be able to keep up with the show. Feel free to comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you love. Don't tell us what you don't like. Uh, don't, we no. don't care. <laughs> We're playing. Like, I'm just joking. We'll take your feedback. Um, and <laughs> if you have, you know, thoughts on future topics, if you want to hear about comments, I mean, about certain topics, you know, drop us a line. Until next time, take care. Deuces.